Hi, my name is Brad Constantine, and this is a podcast of the New Testament. I'll be using as the text the King James Version, along with the Joseph Smith Translation. Although this is not an official recording of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, every effort's been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. I'll also be using quotes from general authorities of the Church, the Apostles and Prophets, and BYU professors and others, and uh, every word out of the Scriptures themselves. So if you're ready for a really detailed analysis of the New Testament, you've come to the right place. Welcome. Hi there, this is going to be for 1 Corinthians chapter 13. The uh, heading says, Paul extols the high status of charity. Charity of pure love excels and exceeds almost all else. Neil A. Maxwell said, Paul, after discussing the importance of gifts and the offices in the church, yet show I unto you a more excellent way. Paul then continues in the 13th chapter, with his sublime writings about love. His bold, he boldly declares that love undergirds everything else. Without love, the other gifts don't really matter. Verse 1, Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass and a, or a tinkling cymbal. Of all the attributes of godliness and perfection, charity is that one most devoutly to be desired. Charity is more than love, far more. It is everlasting love, perfect love, the pure love of Christ, which endureth forever. It is love so centered in righteousness that the possessor has no aim or desire except for the eternal welfare of his own soul and for the souls of those around him. Nephi said, Behold, the Lord hath forbidden this thing, wherefore the Lord God hath given a commandment that all men should have charity, which charity is love, and except they should have charity, they were nothing. Wherefore, if they should have charity, they would not suffer labor of Zion, uh, the labor in Zion to perish. Moroni said, but charity, I think he's quoting his father here, but charity is the pure love of Christ and it endureth forever. And whoso is found possessed of it at the last day, it shall be well with him. And the first fruits of, re of repentance is baptism and baptism cometh by faith unto the fulfilling the commandments and the fulfilling the commandments bringeth remission of sins and the remission of sins bringeth meekness and lowliness of heart. And because of meekness and lowliness of heart cometh the visitation of the Holy Ghost, which comforter filleth with hope and perfect love, which love endureth by diligence unto prayer, until the end shall come, when all the saints shall dwell with God. Verse 2, And though I have the gifts of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains, and have not charity, I am nothing. What is charity then? Let us embrace, or let, it, let us enhance our understanding by searching the Old Testament. The underlying Hebrew word for charity is hesed. It is a word rich in beautiful meaning, for it refers to loving kindness, loyalty, steadfastness, everlasting love, mercy, and the bonds of covenant fidelity. Just as God will be forever loyal and faithful to the covenants he has made with us, we too should be loyal and faithful to him. Indeed, it is in the bonds of covenant relationships that true and pure hesed can be lived and experienced. Turning now to the New Testament, we find that charity is translated from the Greek word Zaris or Haris. I'm not sure how you say that. Dig deeper, I guess. Haris, I think is how you say it. Anyway, before we look at the definition of this Greek word, it is significant to note that the English words charity and grace both derive from the Greek word Haris. It means to have favor, goodwill, love, mercy, and compassion upon another. Interestingly, this word is often used to describe the loving mercy and compassion given to those who do not deserve such acts. In this respect, the, the ultimate example of charity, grace, is God. For none of us, on our own efforts, could, could ever be deserving of his boundless loving kindness. It is only through his haris, or grace, that we are healed 
from the effects of a broken law. And so God indeed is the fullness of the, of the charity. Paris is also used to describe the presence of God and his glory. With this understanding, Moroni 7.48 takes on new meaning. For when we are filled with charity, we are most like God and most ready to see him as he is. And it says in the scripture, Wherefore, my beloved brethren, pray unto the Father with all the energy of heart, that ye may be filled with this love, which is which he hath bestowed upon all who are true followers of his Son, Jesus Christ, that ye may become the sons of God, that ye may that when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is, that we may have this hope that we may be purified even as he is pure. And that uh, quote was by T uh, Taylor Halverson. Verse 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. These verses must be interpreted in the context of Paul's whole presentation on charity and spiritual gifts. They are a form of reasoning and argumentation designed to dramatize the preeminent position of charity among the attributes of godliness, and standing alone, they are not to be taken literally. It is not possible, for instance, to have faith without first giving charity, but by speaking as though faith to move mountains is as nothing compared to charity, the point is driven home that there is nothing so transcendent as having the pure love of Christ in one's soul. Verse 4. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not, charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. The, when it says beareth, a beareth comes from the word meaning to cover and is used to used of roofs and the hull of ships. It keeps out resentment as the ship keeps out water, or the roof, the rain. Verse 8, charity never faileth. In other words, to fall off as what's used as leaves or flowers. Love is not removed out of her place. But whether there be prophets, or whether they be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. When tongues and prophecies are finished in the eternal worlds, charity will still remain. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part, but when that which but when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. Shall the gifts of the Spirit cease? Is there to be a day when the saints shall no longer possess the gifts of prophecy and tongues, or the gift of knowledge? Yes, in the sense that these shall be swallowed up in something greater, and shall no longer be needed in the perfect day. When the saints know all tongues, none will be able to speak in an unknown tongue. When the saints re become as God and know all things, past, present, and future, there will be no need or occasion to prophesy of the future. Now it's by Bruce When I was a child, I spake, this is verse 11 now, when I, when I was a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. Neil A. Maxwell said, then we will see the true story of mankind and not through glass darkly. The great military battles will appear as mere bonfires which blaze briefly and the mortal accounts of the human experience will be but graffiti on the walls of time. In retrospect, we will declare of our own mortal experience, I was just a child, I spake as a child, I understood as a child, I thought as a child, but now that I have fully reached my spiritual potential, I have no need for these childish things. Then will all things mortal be done away, but charity will still abound. Thus, developing charity is clearly just as essential for admission to the upper realms of the celestial kingdom as is baptism. Verse 
Well, for now we see through a glass, or this is a mirror. The ancient mirrors were of polished metal and required constant polishing, so that a sponge with pounded pumice stone was generally attached to it through a glass darkly, or obscurely, or enigmatically, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as I also am known. So as they look through the glass darkly, they're actually looking at themselves and not seeing it clearly, uh, except, he says, but then face to face, I know in part. And verse 13, and now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. And as we mentioned here, that charity is going to be the, the principle that we will use in the next life. That's the uh, attribute of God that he uses today. And this, I, I say these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. See you next time. Bye.